one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm Val Crawford, and you can find out more about why I've launched this club at valcrawford.com. I'd love for you to join it, and trust me, it's not like a cult or pyramid scheme. It's literally just a club where you can come hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self love and self care practices. And they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Gaia Chaniya is a healer, spiritual practitioner, and businesswoman. With a master's degree in management and marketing, Gaia owns and runs a product distribution company based in Malaysia. When she turned 33, Gaia had a spiritual awakening and now also coaches people through their spiritual journey and life with the gifts and insights she's been given. We are super lucky to have Gaia share her story, profound knowledge, advice, and gift on the Self Love Club podcast. Gaia, how are you? And uh, thank you so much for being on the Self Love Club today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, now tell everyone about yourself and like what you do. Okay. So I'm a quite a varied bag of things that I do. So I actually have like a master's degree in management and marketing, and I have a product distribution company based out of Asia. But in the last few years, um, I have been discovering a lot of other alternative, interesting gifts about me. Um, So I have another, uh, it has turned into a business actually, and it's called Soul 33. And I see clients on a one-on-one basis. I'm also sort of doing workshops and things in the near future. And I basically coach them through their spiritual journey, through the gifts that I've been given. So a few years ago, I turned 33, and that clearly turned out to be quite a significant number for me. Um, And I discovered that I had a bit of an ability to see things. So being a very driven, business-minded person, naturally, I was all go with my company and my products and things like this. And, And this awakening, I like to call it, really came and slapped me in the face because I realized there was actually more to life than what we we see day to day and what we see as the physical person. And this gift that I'd like to call it, that I've been given, um, enables me to see people on a really, really different level from who they actually are as a person and what their purpose is here on earth. So we all have these jobs and careers and things that we do. But there is so much more to us. So I'm able to see a person's soul, if you'd like to put it that way. And I'm able to see where they've lived before in lives before. And I can see the direction that they're going in in the future. And I can see the cells in their body and what needs clearing in their body for them to be able to reach their full potential. So um, my careers are very varied, but they do link because it enables me to be a better human, having a very human experience with my product distribution company, but then a very spiritual side of me as well, because it's all a balancing act when we're trying to survive in what's a very, very challenging world. Mm. 
Now, you say that, you know, when you were 33, you had this like awakening and then you started doing this more as and it became a practice for you, like with your business and everything. Yeah. How did that all sort of come about? I mean, obviously this would have been a life journey for you and, and yeah. things that would have been, you know, you would have noticed these things and been aware of it from probably quite a young age. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good question because I did sort of trace backwards and look at myself and how I actually got to where I am now. And I think the biggest thing, when I was about 18, I, I went to Waikato University and I met a very spiritual person at that time and started becoming interested in what else was going on in the world that we couldn't see. So I had a quite a profound experience with this woman that I'm still friends with all these years later. Um, and then from there, I just seemed to attract people who were very spiritual. Um, and so as I look back, there have been many instances which actually prepared me for this. Like I always look at all my struggles that I've been through and challenges and you know, I've had quite a bizarre life, but a very, very enriched one. Um, and I look at that and think, wow, if I didn't go through all of those experiences, the challenges and the good things, I would never be able to do what I do now for my clients um, with such impact to help them move forward if you don't go through the struggles. I think that's such an important mindset as well. You know, people go through things sometimes and we're like, oh, why are we going through this? But then you look back perspective later and you're like, well, actually I had to go through that to end up being able to do this or like you now are helping people with their spiritual journey. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, it is a balancing act, Belle. You know, some people think that being spiritual, you have to be this hippie that, you know, has dreads and, and all for it if you are like that. <laughs> but when people, people often show up at my door and go, oh, you're not an old lady with a crystal ball <laughs> and a velvet coat. I'm like, no, I'm just a normal guy, a normal lady that has normal things. Like I, I listen to gangster rap. I, you know, I love rage against the machine, but I'm also a really spiritual person at yeah. the same time. So it is for me really ensuring that my clients and anyone that's around me has a balanced life and it's not too extreme in both ends, but it's taken me a while to get there myself. And it is a day-to-day -day practice. Mm. It is a day-to-day -day practice. Definitely. I think for a lot of us, you know, that are, have gone on spiritual journeys or are sort of that way, you know, that that is part of us. You know, it is hard to balance it, especially in the world we live in now. It's really full on. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like it's it, it can be quite hard to be able to like integrate it into like what we, I don't want to call it the normal world, but yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to balance it. So how did you manage to do that? Um, okay. So balancing <laughs> your life is really, you know, it's really important because anxiety is at its all time high. So many of my clients coming through my door who are doctors, scientists, actors, you know, whoever, every walk of life. They may have this amazing life on the outside, but inside they're struggling with anxiety, depression. It doesn't discriminate, right? So having a balanced life and integrating that into your life. So for example, I do a lot of meditation and I was doing a lot of meditation for my clients in preparation for me to be able to help them. But then I thought, actually, you know, I have a human experience too and I have my own problems and my own challenges. So a simple thing that I do every morning before I, before I have a shower, before I brush my teeth, before I talk to anyone, I don't drink coffee, never have. What my coffee is, is 10 minutes of meditation every morning because everybody can do that. And it doesn't have to be hard. Like, you know, there's so many guided meditations on YouTube that you can use. And that honestly has really changed my life for me and my experience just to prepare myself for the day ahead because you never know what the day is going to throw at you. Mm. And there are little things like I schedule myself during the week. Like I have a lot of clients, I have another business, I have staff. 
Um, but I will schedule in a massage every week. I'll schedule in my guitar class every week. I schedule in my two times a week with my personal trainer. I put myself first, Belle, and then I put everyone else around mm. there. I'm always there for my clients when they need me. But if I'm not topped up, how can you give when you're not topped up yourself? And that's such good advice because I think for a lot of all of us, especially like women and for people who are mothers, you know, women, we naturally put everyone else before ourselves because yeah. that's just how we are. Oh, yeah. um, and no, I think it's so important because it's not selfish. It's like self-love isn't and self-care isn't selfish. You oh, know? no way. I mean, we as women, especially since we're talking about, you know, that particular sex, we need to be more self-centered. And I'm not talking about being selfish. It's about keeping yourself happy because if you're not happy, you're going to attract miserable things. You're going to have a miserable family if you have children because your family live with you. They pick up on your energy. And this is what I talk about with my clients is where the energy sits and where that needs to be shifted so that their life can actually improve and get better. Because where, if, you're in a, if you're listening to this and you're in a miserable situation and you're unhappy or you're waiting for a boyfriend to show up in your life or the right career, it's you that are in control of that is in control of that. And you might think you're doing all the right things, but it's where your energy sits and how your energy sits. And that can be shifted and moved through someone like me who does this work um, to show you where you need to go. But it all comes down to what you do for yourself each and every day each and every week for the rest of your life. Mm, so, like, I mean, I think I can be honest here and we don't need to go into specifics, but like I am a client of yours yes. and you have taught me so much about all this stuff. Honestly, it's been absolutely life-changing for me. And I think one of the things I learned from you, and I thought I was, you know, like I knew a few like self-care things. I thought I was looking after myself, but something you've drummed in for me, and I think you probably do for all your clients, like you're just saying, self-care, like honestly, it's just, it is the number one thing. I can't stress it enough. You have to. Like, my my best friends, they laugh at me. Oh, God, guy, you're always getting a massage. You're <laughs> always doing this. It's like, but I do so much. I give so, so mm. much. And most people do. But the only thing is that is that I realize that I give all that I give out. And so I need to take some back for me because then you can give even more. Mm. You know, so the self-care is really important. But everyone's definition of self-care is going to be different. Like I know my favorite things for me to do. I know what I need to do to keep myself fit and healthy in every way, not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Like we were just having a chat before we started recording this is that it's been a crazy week, mm. you know? So I've actually scheduled in my diary for next week of when I'm going to have some time just to not do anything, mm. you know, so it's really, really important to do those things. No, you're giving us some good tips. Like I think, like you say, you know, keep a diary, write things down, make time for it because people will use the, the, you know, they'll be like, I don't have time no. to look after myself. Well, it's like, well, you actually do. Yeah. But you've got to know who you are though, Belle, to know what your self-care needs to be. Like a lot of people, will, well, I'll ask them, so who are you? Oh, I'm a mum. <laughs> who are you without anyone in your life? You should be able to answer that question. And when you know who you are, you will know what makes you happy. Not your husband makes you happy, your boyfriend makes you happy, your girlfriend makes you happy. What makes you happy without anybody else there? Because mm. ultimately you are in control of your happiness. So when you know who you are, which is what I help with as well to get my clients to that stage, is then you can figure out what are the pieces of the puzzle that actually help you love yourself more. Mm. 
And if you think there's someone that's listening to this, maybe they're at like the beginning of learning how to do all these things. What would be like a starting point? Where do they start? What would your advice be? The first thing is to actually ask yourself the question, what makes you happy? Because if you know what makes you happy, it could be the littlest thing, whether it's reading a book or going for a walk, that's where you start with. You're not looking externally to ask how to self-love yourself. You have to ask yourself. There's two versions of you, Belle. There's the inside, your soul, and your soul observes everything that's going on around you. So that's why you've got that voice in your head that tells you things all the time, like, oh my God, I'm really unhappy about this, or this is making me angry. You're spectating your soul. So that spectator, the bell that we see, the Gaia that we see, you need to actually look in the mirror and ask yourself, what makes you happy? Because if you can answer that question, then you will be able to figure out how to put things in. But it's the littlest things, reading a book, taking a dog, the dog for a walk, going to the gym. But each and every little thing that you do makes up the bigger puzzle of you. And so just start with little steps, but you have to look inside first. And that is my biggest advice. Ask yourself, the person observing on the outside, asking your soul on the inside, Gaia, what actually makes you happy? Because then you'll start recognizing the things around you that are not making you happy and what needs to change, whether it's a change in your work environment or you're flatting and you don't like the environment that you're living in. You can start making changes when you have self-awareness. And that is the first step to any movement in your life towards self-love and self-care. Like I put up an Instagram post on my Soul33 Instagram page yesterday and I said, healers need healing, teachers need time to learn, mothers need nurturing. What you do for others, you need to turn it around and do it for yourself. You have to do it for yourself. You, you have to recognize what you're doing you know, for other people and do it for yourself. So the first thing is self-awareness, looking inwards, asking yourself what makes you happy. Mm. It's an easy thing to do, but you need to actually sit and have time to think about that. Because let me tell you, I see a lot, hundreds and hundreds of people over the last few years and many, many people every week from all over the world and not very many people can answer that question. Mm, they'll definitely. say they'll say my kids make me happy, yeah. my husband makes me happy. Remove all of those people from your life. What makes you happy without those people? Yeah, definitely. And it can be quite hard. I think, especially the way the world's moving, you know, we're more connected. We're just like, there's our minds are ticking. Everything's so busy with like social media, things online. It can be hard. Like we're getting, I don't know, I feel like sometimes we're getting more disconnected with ourselves and it can be harder and it's harder and harder to know who you are. I think we have our priorities all wrong, (laughs) Belle. And that's what, you know, I learned being a businesswoman and, and being very... Uh, driven, you know, to grow things big. Once this this spiritual awakening happened to me and I started seeing so many clients and seeing the varying degrees of problems, I've realized what the most important thing is, and that's me. That's me. The individual is the most important thing. Who cares about how much money you have? Or who cares about all the day-to-day problems that we have? I think we take things way too seriously. We take things way too personally. And we stress about things. Because I always think about this. This is probably a very morbid thing to talk about. But if I'm on my deathbed, what am I going to be thinking? I'm not going to be logging into my internet banking going, oh, look at how many millions I've accumulated. Mm. I'm not going to be doing that. No. I'm going to be thinking about, wow, what kind of life have I led? What have I contributed to the world? And was I happy? Mm. 
Totally. I totally agree. I mean, you travel to different parts of the world and people live so simply and, yeah. and so humbly happy. and they've got sparkle, sparkles in their eyes. Yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. happy and they are kind hearted and they're beautiful. And then, you know, in a lot of the Western world and not just the Western world, but a lot, you know, like even in New Zealand now, it's just like people do and we stress about things that just don't even matter. No, they and don't. And we think they matter, but they don't. And on the grand scheme of of things, our problems that we have, you and I, Belle, are nothing compared to what a lot of people have. And I know that firsthand from seeing horrific things that happen to people and their resilience to get back up and keep fighting through life and trying to enjoy life teaches me as a healer and a spiritual practitioner and a businesswoman um, that we actually are so lucky to have the lives that we have. So, so lucky. And so there is no point stressing and worrying about things when they actually don't matter at mm. the end of the day. Most of the stuff we worry about anyway, in a few months' time, we don't even remember anything. Exactly. Like, what was I crying about for three months? Oh, yeah, the date I went on and the guy didn't call <laughs> me back or that um, I, I lost um, uh, a business deal. Who cares? Nothing yeah. always comes up. Nothing is ever a loss. You only ever gain and you only have an opportunity to discover more of yourself. I totally agree. Like sometimes I'll look back and that's exactly my mindset's similar now because it's like you look back and you're like, oh, I cried about this guy for ages. Exactly. And it, it doesn't even matter. I don't even talk to him or care about him. Not like in a mean way, but you know, it doesn't even part of your life I anymore. I have been there too, And Belle. you spend all this time and energy on it and yeah. it's like it, you could have used that for something so much better a.k.a. yourself. That's right. You know? Because you don't want to look back on your life and think, oh, I spent three months crying over that guy <laughs> or crying over that. What's the point? It mm. doesn't even matter because by then you probably would have met someone nicer and you're, something else amazing's happening. It's a waste of time. Yeah, of course, have a pity party for yeah. a while. Like everyone does. I have my moments too. But then you just – it's the way you get back up and what you do for yourself to – to get yourself happy again. It's about not yeah, that's why I always said, you know, go inwards to find out what makes you happy because if you fall off that into the unhappiness wagon, you will know what formula works for you to mm. get yourself into that prime position again because once you're in that position, you will attract everything that you want. Mm. And I've seen it with myself. I've seen it with my clients who have gone from really unhappy places to being amazing through the work that we've done together and the self-care that they do after they see me, um, it's totally possible to live happily in the world that we have around us now. Yeah, and and you say that, you know, by creating, you know, looking inward and then everyone creates their own self-care practices, yeah. things that work for them. Yeah. And then you do talk about, you know, how um, how when you are in that space, yeah. things, you're able to manifest a lot better. Oh, things are yeah. more aligned. I've noticed it in myself. You probably notice it in your, obviously in yourself and yeah. your clients. Yeah. People don't realise that if they actually want to make really amazing things happen in their life or, you know, experience a great life, yeah. it all really starts with that, doesn't it? it? Absolutely. Because, like, I sometimes meet clients and I honestly, they walk through my door and I think, oh my God, they look like a Victoria's Secret model. <laughs> and then I'm working on them and because I work in the spiritual realm, I'm being told from the heavens above that this person is single and they've been single for a long time. And and Gaia is thinking, how is that even possible? Look at her. She's gorgeous. Desperation kills any possibility to meet someone that will stick with you for a long time. Nobody wants someone that's unhappy and desperate and just wanting to be loved for no, you know, without caring who it is or what the circumstances are. So this is all goes back to what you were just saying. You have to feel good about yourself to attract the right person, to attract the right job. Because if you're desperate and just wanting to, you know, and scared, oh, I'm not going to meet anyone and I'm just really worried, 
you're going to attract more of that because the universe doesn't hear, it doesn't hear, um, it, it takes everything that you're thinking as a prayer, as something that you intend and that you wish. It doesn't, it doesn't know the difference between if it's something you don't want or what you do want. So you may as well be focusing on the things you do want and from a happy place and knowing that you are enough and fulfilled on your own without someone else needing to do that for you, i.e. a partner, a partner or a husband or a wife or a girlfriend or whatever it is that you're looking for. Mm. Your your cup has to be full for you to attract a long-term, whatever it is you want. If it's not long-term, then that's fine for you. But most people do want a long-term happy relationship, yeah. I see. But it doesn't come from a place of you being desperate and needy mm. that will push people away. It's giving off the wrong vibes. Giving up the wrong, yeah, totally giving off the wrong vibes. And like, you know, so, you know, it is quite, Simple without being civil because it's actually quite a process to it's go through, hard. like a physical. It's yeah. like a it's, it's a, a challenge, personal like journey, really, to yeah. learn how to love yourself and look after yourself really, really well. You know, like obviously, when you do that, the more you do your self care, the stronger you become, right? Of course, yeah. But like, how do you? And what is your advice, for people who are doing that stuff, and then maybe you know they because we all still have, we'll still be really strong, but then you might have little. A little fear, like in the back of your mind, that you're obviously working on. Yeah. Like, how do you? How do you? Uh, what's your advice to separating between those and you know, like moving forward positively, even though sometimes you might have tiny little feelings of doubt or like worry. Yeah. So that takes time to go away. We all have doubt creep up on us sometimes because something will happen or something will trigger us. But whenever there's a trigger, that again is an opportunity for you to clear and let go. You have to want to let go of your fears. I, and this is another thing, I could tell you a million stories, <laughs> but the number of people that I see who love their stories, they love the fear that they mm. have, they love the the doubt that they have because it it's a control thing. It protects them because then if something goes wrong, see, I knew it. I knew that that was going to happen. They'd love to say that. You actually have to want to let go. You have to want to let go of your doubts and your fears and get to a place where you just know that if a trigger comes up or if a challenge comes up, challenge comes your way, you're actually going to get over that to get to the other side. This is where you need to know what you want in your life as well and what makes you happy. Because mm. what makes you happy and what makes me happy are two different things. So the formulas are going to be different. So going back to what you asked, how do you separate between the doubt and just going on with your life? You need to be aware of the doubt and you literally need to tell yourself look I'm actually just going to let that go and let that go until it actually is gone from your system it is a day-to-day -day practice I mean you don't go to the gym once and expect to have abs the next day so spiritual practices and self-love practices are a daily thing mm. are a daily thing but you and everyone around you will thank you for what you do for yourself do you think that you know those little I mean, it's probably a human human thing, really. Mm. Do you think those those little doubts and voices ever really fully go away? Like, obviously, the stronger you get, maybe, but like, we're always going to have them, aren't we? I um, always wonder about that. I think they creep in from time to time. But to be honest, because I've been through this journey myself, you do get to a point, Belle, and I feel like I'm there right now, where there isn't any doubt. There really isn't. And I've so that's good. taken me well how done. 35, 36 this year. It's taken a long time. Mm. But you get to a point where you just see every challenge at every knock, not as instilling more doubt in you, but like, okay, I'm obviously not meant to do that. So I'm going to take the next opportunity. And when I've done that, bigger mm. and greater things have come my way. But you have to have that belief. Because if you don't believe, well, then you're, you're, you're going to sabotage yourself. 
and people love to sabotage themselves. People yeah. are complicated beings. We are so complicated. <laughs> that's such a good mindset though and I thank you for sharing that because that's like, yeah, totally. You, you know, have to want to let go. Because yeah. I meet a lot of people who say who are like waiting for, like for example, you know, they were dating a guy and then the guy says, um, I'm actually, I want to break up with you because I want to get back with my ex-girlfriend. And the client or the girl that comes to see me, for example, um, wants to wait wants to wait for the guy to change his mind, let that go. Even if he does come back, you don't want to be waiting. Waiting for what? Mm. You need to get on with your life and know what makes you happy Mm. because, you know, waiting for someone or waiting for something doesn't do anything. It only just pushes it further and further away. You have to actively create and actively love yourself so that you can bring in more of what you want. I know, I know self, I know it sounds so like self-love. It sounds so new age, you know, <laughs> but it's true. It's no. true. You do actually, no one else is going to love you the way that you should love yourself. And if you want to be loved in that way, you need to love yourself first. Yes. Because if you hate yourself and you look in the mirror and think, oh God, you know, I need to look better, whatever. And we will do that. But as long as you love yourself as much as you want someone else to love you, then that love that someone else can give you is possible. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to meet someone who's going to be just like you. Yeah. A lot of women who um, like read my blogs and then contact me as well, they'll, you know, we're, a lot of us go through the same thing, especially in this day and age of dating. It's quite interesting. Yeah. And I know you'll know a bit about it from your clients and things, but, yeah. you know, like a lot of things can be non committal. There's the, you know, the, they call them the fuck boys, you know, yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, people like who don't treat people very well, which is just, you know, that's human sometimes. Yeah. Like, but you have taught me quite a bit about that sort of stuff. Mm. And you're, I like that you're quite like, like you said before, you know, like you're quite solid. You'll be like, no, n- you know, like no, <laughs> no, no BS. Like yeah, you're, yeah. you're very like, it's like if they're not going to treat you well, then no, let it go. Don't tolerate it. No, well, because I, and this is not me sitting on my high horse. Like I've never been through all this stuff myself. <laughs> I've been through plenty of yeah. these experiences myself. You know what? I had just got to a point where I just thought, why I don't need anybody because if you get to that point where I want someone mm. but I don't need anybody like I have a partner now and we've been together a long time has it been easy no but I love him and but I love myself just as much yeah and you you just have to let things go when they're not meant to be because if they are meant to be they come back round anyway but that's because you've actually moved on and doing something else so in the relationship realm of talking since we're talking about this you shouldn't need anybody you should want someone if you want that but you shouldn't be walking around going oh my god I need a guy I need a wife I need a girlfriend I need a whatever it should be no I'm actually really good on my own but I'd really like to have someone to share my life with and that's me and that is you and that should be what everybody else should be doing as well. Mm. You shouldn't need someone to fulfill something for you because most people are looking at someone else to make them happy and that's not going to happen. That's a lot of pressure on the other person to make you happy because if that person has a bad year or a bad three years and you don't know how to make yourself happy, well, you're going to be having a bad three years too. Yeah. Totally. And while we're talking about this, there was something you said to me one time, which I know will be really helpful to other people as well. Like when it came when it came to like men and like, you know, 
Because people get so confused about, like, men and women, we confuse each other. Mm. We're like, what does he mean when he says that? We overanalyze so much. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't let myself do that anymore. Yeah, I'm like, well, you're becoming really good at that. Yeah, I'm really still, like, on a process of it. Of course. But, like, you know, um, I'm just like, you know, either things are going to work or they're not. Like, yeah. nothing you say or don't say is going to ruin it or make no. it bad. Just to say it is what it is. Yeah, like you could say all the right things and it might not work out. That's right. But like you, what you said to me about um, me one time, it's like, you know, when they want you, they make it very clear. Can you put that into your words again? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I just know we are enough who we are. We don't need to look a certain way or dress a certain way or speak a certain way. And let me tell you, I have had try to conform to what boyfriends have wanted before and it never works because it, I always turn back into me again because you get you can't put up an act for too long, especially when you start living with them and stuff. But when – this doesn't even need to be about men. It can be on that. When a, when a man – because we're women – when a man wants you, he will let you know. He will let you know that he wants you. You don't need to beg and you don't need to do anything else but be you. And that's really been very, very true for myself and for the clients that I see. This is going back to being desperate. Nobody wants a desperate person. And nobody wants games either, you know, where you're like, oh, I'll just text him and then five hours later I'll text back. You know, mm. it's all that Don't do stuff. It. It's just kind of like it just is what it is, especially as you get older and you've got no time to be bullshitting around. <laughs> um the whoever you're after, if they really want you, they'll they'll want you and they'll let you know that they want you. Mm. You know? Because you know, your soul knows when you when you're meant to be with someone or you're meant to have an experience or something. It's like how you make friends, you know, mm. you just know who the right person is. You're not like being desperate with them, you're just being you. And if you are pretending to be someone else, it doesn't last. People see through that. Mm. Yeah. People see through it. So you just have to be you if you're looking for someone. And I'm no dating expert. I just know how to make myself happy, mm. that's all. And then I've seen things come to me because I am feeling amazing about myself. And nobody's done that to me. I'm doing it to myself. Yeah. So it really does come back to, like, everything oh, you're saying, it comes back to you, yeah. how you look after yourself, and that influences everything in your life. Yeah, because you'll attract things. You'll attract the right person. You'll attract the right jobs. And will they be perfect? No, of course not. Mm. But they are the things that you want. And there's lessons in everything. And there's lessons in patience. But I actively wait for things. So there are, of course, things that I want in my future, but it takes patience to get to that point. But I actively wait, meaning I'm discovering myself as I go. So I do things as I go. I don't just sit there and wait for things to fall on my lap. Mm. I'm creating and creating and creating. I'm adding to my business. I'm going to LA in November to um, see Soul 33 clients there. So you know, exciting. so it's, it's exciting well stuff. Done. I'm going to London next year for that too. So it's like you. You keep creating as you're waiting for the bigger picture, mm. but you should know what you want that bigger picture to yeah. look like. So talking about that, you know, once you let go of things and just uh, when things aren't meant to be in your life with whatever it may be, yeah. you let go of it, you keep, you know, on your journey of looking after yourself, making yourself the strongest you can be, yeah. and then things start coming and happening. Mm. Like how do you – what are some little things that you do? Obviously your self-care practices are like the forefront of that. Yeah. What are some little things that you do that you find 
while you're waiting and these things are happening for you, what do you do active when you say you're actively making these things happen? Okay, so I I this I do this a lot, and I've done this ever since I was young. So. You know, one of my ex-boyfriends said to me, you're the only one who said when you were like 17, I want to be on TV and I want to be on radio and have a career. And that I actually did do that after university for a while. Like, you know, I'm a professional TV presenter. But I say yes to things without thinking because I know on a very deep level that I will be able to do them. So, for example, when I was 20, I was working for a very large company and um, an email came around saying they're looking for um, TV presenters for a particular product. Without even thinking, I sent an email back going, yep, I'll do it. And then after thinking about it, I just thought, oh God, what have I signed up for? What have I done? And that started a ball rolling on my career, you know, and everything I've done is all added up to the bigger picture of what it is now. So there's a way to put faith in action in yourself without thinking too much and overanalyzing and letting fear get in the way. Mm. So it's almost like as I'm actively waiting, I'm actively creating. So I just said um, to my boyfriend, I said, look, I want to find some clients in LA. So I put it up and I let people know and what happens? Mm. I find clients in LA. I didn't think about, oh, maybe nobody wants to see me or how, you know. I know I'm good at what I do and I know that people will want that and I can help a lot of people. So I put my faith into action and created that. So the bigger picture from what happens with LA, I don't know. Maybe mm. I'll go back there every year. Maybe I start doing workshops there, but I've started the ball rolling for creating more of what I want for my bigger picture because I know what I want my bigger picture to look like. Mm. And I'm talking about when I'm an old lady and I've got more time and maybe I'm less active, but I'm creating things for my bigger picture. So you need to put faith in action without fear. So if there's something that you want, Belle, don't think about it too much. Just do it and see what happens. Yeah, I like that. It's like you, yeah, it sounds so simple, but we love to complicate it so much. Oh, yeah, we just think about things. Ugh. And I'm a thinker. <laughs> like, I, I'm a real thinker, but I've learned to not be that way so much anymore. Mm. And it's made my life so much easier um, in terms of handling the crap that comes your way sometimes, because it does. And yeah. you just handle it and let it go and move on. Yeah, You totally. go back to your self-care practices. Exactly. I like to play the guitar now, so I go to my oh, guitar. Cool. So You know, you you got to do little things like that. Yeah. What are you playing on the guitar at the moment? Well, what are we learning? Well, we were doing Horse With No Name for a while. Ooh, nice. And then we oh, Better Man by Pearl oh, Jam. Good That's song. what we're doing it's at the classic. moment. It is a classic. That's so good. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, so do you, um obviously, I think some of your tips for um getting out of your head a little bit. Obviously yeah. it comes down to self-care and everything, but yeah. like <clears throat> meditation. Yes, meditation. I spend a lot of time on my own. And I know that's not easy for a lot of people, especially if you've got kids and busy careers, but you do need to take some time out just for yourself to ask yourself these questions. But it's really important to be creative. And I tell my clients this all the time. You don't need to be good at what you're creating if you're doing an art class or a dance class. Nobody's saying that you have to be like, next the next person on dancing with the stars yeah. or anything it's about the active movement of using the other part of your brain because when your brain is in balance also and you're creating and you're drawing or you're singing or you're playing music it actually gives you ideas on the other part of your brain so for example when i'm playing music or doing my pastel art or whatever i start getting all these ideas about my product business and I'm like oh yeah I need to do that or it's I need so to introduce good. this so it's about balancing out your brain as well so 
being creative, even if it's just, you know, a lot of people are doing the adult coloring books and stuff. Those things are not just a fad. It's actually a reason behind that. And that's just to get your other part of your brain moving so that it's all in balance. Because a mm. lot of people are feminine or masculine dominated. I don't ever, I don't think I've ever seen anyone on my, uh, through my Soul 33 that um, is completely in balance with their energies. So one side of the brain is usually more active than the other side of the brain. Like for me, you might look at me and think, oh yeah, she's really feminine, but I'm naturally a very masculine energy. So I do things like draw and play music because it balances me out. So I have ideas for my masculine side. Mm. Mm. I mean, obviously people would need to come to see you to learn about more of that stuff, but how do you work out what you need more of is just getting to know? Getting to know yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I like, you know, a lot of my friends will say, God, guy, you're 35 years, you've <laughs> done so much. I have. If I died tomorrow, Belle, honestly, I'd be like, man, I've done heaps and I've helped as many people as I can yeah. help. But it's been through just trying things. Like I've done art classes, I've done singing classes, salsa classes, um, pottery. I, I do all kinds of things. So, but that teaches me what I like and what I don't like, what I'm good at and what I need to improve on. It's, it's a discovery. And then through doing those things, which are good for you and good for your mind, yeah. you then also, yeah, and your soul, and yeah. you're learning, you're learning things about other parts of your life without that's even having to think right. about it. Oh, that's so good. Because, in the, because you know, there's no point having a, you know, I have encountered business problems all the time and needing certain amounts of paperwork that takes forever to do and whatever. And then I just went and played the guitar for a while and I said, <laughs> oh, actually, I can get around it that way. Rather than sitting there and thinking yeah. about it and analysing it and worrying it, when you let it go and do something creative, don't have to be good at it. Just the act of doing it is enough to let things go. That's such good advice because I feel like a lot of us will just sit at our computer and just stress and yeah. be like, oh, this is the end of the world. That's right. And, you know, I have my moments like that too. But then I know, okay, I'm going to go pick up the guitar or I'm going to go do whatever I normally yeah. do. Um, and that really, really helps. It really, really helps me. Do you find, like with your work now with Soul 33, yeah. obviously that's been a probably a, a you know a big process for you to get to and, be, and to actually sort of work out for yourself as well. Mm. Do you are you able to separate your you know you say when you see people you see their souls and everything and yep. them on a soul level yeah how have you learned to separate that just so you can live your life in the world because otherwise you'd walk down the street and you'd be seeing and like yeah, yeah. picking up on everyone's stuff how do you how have you managed to do that that has been an interesting lesson for me like in the first few months my boyfriend literally told me I think you need to stop you need to stop this because I was like crying all Aww. the time and I was picking up on people's emotions and their deep dark secrets before they'd even come and see me and I've literally just and this is this is not just for people who feel things and see things like me it's for everyone you need to set boundaries of what you you want and what you don't want. So I literally have to switch things off and say, I'm just being normal guy today. I'm going to go out with my friends. I'm going to go, like I went to Taj Sultana the other night, you know, and it's like you, you, you have to switch things off and you have to set boundaries for yourself of what you want and what you don't want because you can, and this is for people who just do normal jobs at work and stuff. You need to be able to switch off. Mm. And so you need to tell yourself, actually, I'm switching off from this now and I'm just going to go about my life and do normal things today. And then I'll switch it back on when my client comes tomorrow or when I go to work and switch my computer on or whatever it is for you, you need to set the boundaries. Mm. Um, because yeah, you're right. I was totally overwhelmed by my new senses and experience like when I, I was I've been in Tiamutu the last two days seeing clients there 
which was a very lovely Yay. experience. Um, but when I got home to Auckland yesterday, I just was so drained and so, so tired and I had to literally tell myself, right, I'm switching off tonight. I'm going to have a really good night's sleep. I'm seeing Belle in the morning and I've got, you know, all sorts of other things on today. So you need to set boundaries yeah. for yourself. Whatever you do, whether it's spiritual work or – and even with my other business, it's boundaries. I switch off. I used to be checking my emails at 3 o'clock in the morning and no. stuff. And then now I've learned, well, what's the point of doing that? Yeah, I think when you don't set those boundaries, people have these – because people have crazy expectations on each other these days. I know with work and things, yeah. you know, they expect you to – and in the world, like if you don't reply to someone's message, like I've just – I can't keep up with my phone anymore and, and that's okay. Like, you know, you, yeah. you I, I'm always like – you know, you always reply to what's important and, you'll, and you'll get to them eventually. Yeah. But I think people these days – cannot switch off we can't switch off or yeah. like is it you know a lot of people can't switch off and they find yeah. that really hard yeah like I've, so I actually had this conversation with a lady a wonderful lady I met in Tiamutu um this last couple of days and she said oh people are always messaging me and always wanting something from me and I said they do it with me too I said I don't find it annoying at all I'm very grateful for it because I think great you know it's amazing that people want my help mm. and want my advice and stuff like that I said but just reply when you can and reply when you are ready to like I've got messages on my phone that came in the last couple of days but I didn't stress myself out by yeah. looking at them. I just thought, okay, when I have a moment, because it wasn't urgent, I'll reply when I can. So, you and, and boundaries don't have to be about being rude or being mean. It's just about doing things in your own time um, that fit in with the work that you do or the lifestyle that you have. So, like you said, if a client messages me and it's something really urgent, I'll feel that because I can feel that and I'll like, right, I need to reply straight away to help this person. But if it's something else, then I'll just wait until I have the time to reply properly. I'm doing it for my client and for myself mm. to reply when I'm ready because that will be the right time for them to hear the answer anyway. Yeah, totally. Now, growing up though, you know, what was your childhood like? Obviously, you probably would have had you would have had bits of these things going on for you. Yeah, I think so. I was now when I look back, I was very sensitive, really sensitive. Didn't I, I'm not alone. I had I had I still have amazing friends from when I was 4 and stuff. We're all still best friends now. I was yeah, I was just very sensitive, but I like I only really came into my own at 18 when I went to university. Like before that, I didn't feel like I was good enough. And I grew up in Christchurch, and you can't see skin color on on this podcast, but I was born in Malaysia, and I moved to Christchurch when I was four. So I did experience quite a lot of racism at mm. that time and growing up. And so I just never thought I was good enough. Oh, you're so beautiful, though. Oh, thanks, People girl. are so mean. So it was a really – like even talking about that makes me a bit upset. Oh. But So when I went to university, I actually realized I'm actually really smart – and then I went on to do my master's and then started my own business when I was 28. And then You're I started, started a business in another country, in a Muslim country, which where my parents live. And, you know, it's been really amazing experiences. And then to have this incredible gift that takes me all over the world and I meet wonderful people like you and have opportunities to talk about and yeah. share these things. Um, so, yeah, so my upbringing hasn't been easy, like most people's, but... It's all helped me be a better person today. Yeah. It really, really has. And so you have to look at whatever challenges you've been through and and just really use that as fuel 
fuel to push you forward, not to keep you back and keep reliving that story over and over mm. and over again. Like even talking about this makes me emotional, yeah. but it's in a positive way because I see how far I've come. You're incredible. See honestly. how far I've come because otherwise if I sat there and just thought those things my whole life, then I wouldn't be here today. I would be, mm. I don't know, God knows what I'd be doing. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like, I mean, all these things you've done, what was it like setting up a business in a different country? Like that's, like for me, <laughs> Setting up a business in your like where you live yeah. seems like so crazy hard. Yeah, but then doing it somewhere else like that's amazing. That was another not thinking. But <laughs> <laughs> good on you. It was another not thinking because I'm a creator. I'm a creator, and I love to see things grow, including my clients. And so I had an opportunity, and I took it. And I just figured it out as I go. And it's still not easy, but I still just keep figuring it out and figuring it out and figuring it out. And that's what life is. It's just figuring it out. Mm. And it's, you know, for me, freedom is really important. Like I can't have a nine to five job. Even when I quit my job <laughs> at 28, my boss said to me, yeah, you need to go do your own thing because I just can't, it's just not me. Like mm. I want to get up in the morning and meditate and then go to the gym and start work when I want to start work and whatever. And so, you know, Starting a business in another country is part of my bigger picture mm. because my family live there as well. And so I didn't want to live in this country, but I want to go there as often as I can to be able to do something meaningful with my life as well as being there and loving my family as well. Mm. What is your business over there? Um, so I have a product distribution company and I have organic products at the moment. And I'm also taking another very, I can't tell you yet, but Ooh, I have exciting. another very large um, Kiwi brand coming as well so yeah so it's really exciting so it's all cosmetics and skincare and all these self-love practices yeah yeah okay so I was a marketing executive mm -hmm. so marketing is usually my thing yeah um so I was doing that so I was doing a lot of tv presenting um on advertorials in New Zealand and Australia and um helping develop products of so everything I've done is all led into another thing. I've never done anything that is completely random. And none of us actually really do because if you look at things, everything fits together mm. in the bigger picture. So, yeah, marketing has been my thing. Like, you know, I was telling you I was, used to work at the Radio Network when it was the Radio yeah. Network. And I What did you do there? <clears throat> marketing? Marketing. Yeah. Um, also did, like, time saver traffic oh, wow. and stuff like that. Yes. And then um, I had a very interesting experience for a couple of years when I was working for Greenpeace. And so um, I worked for Greenpeace New Zealand for a couple of years and I, you know, travelled to Sweden and Amsterdam to help wow. set up a fundraising programme there. And and so that gave me a very holistic view of life as well because it was, you know, campaigning for important things. And so this is why I'm like one extreme or the other. I've balanced myself out to be this business person but also as spiritual as I can be and it's a constant it's a constant practice keeping mm. those things going for me because those are important. All of those aspects are important to me. So when you studied, mm -hmm. um, you studied marketing at uni or business? Yeah, well, yeah. So I did a um, communications degree in PR and uh, communications, uh, marketing communications, and then I did a postgraduate diploma in public relations and then I did my master's in management and marketing. What was your first job out of uni? <laughs> that was really weird. I actually met one of my best friends there. I worked for a finance company for a year 
How did you like that? It was inter- It was a real. I mean, obviously yeah. you're 21. You because I was working and doing my master's full time. Wow, so it was that's quite a lot. Full on. Yeah. And um, and I was driving back to Hamilton because my my supervisor was there, and I'd sleep in my car oh. because I had to see my supervisor and then drive back to work. Oh so, my goodness! So it was that. It was it was a really. I, I mean, <laughs> I learned a lot about people in that first job. So, like I said, that's why everything has turned out to be perfect for me. Um, so that was my first job, and then after that, I went into radio network for yeah. a while. Yeah, I was there That's for so quite a cool. while. Yeah. Oh wow! Mm. And so you got to the, got to twenty eight. You'd had you know quite a good career already. You'd worked your way through and everything. And then what happened? You're just like, I yeah, do some I, other things. Yeah. No. So this is an interesting conversation as well. So when I was about twenty six, I was like, I think I want to have my own business. I want to have my own business. <clears throat> so this is what I did. Without knowing what my own business was going to be, I used to go to all these marketing events and networking events, and I had someone make a business card for me that just said my name, and it had consultant written on it, and it had my phone number written on the back. And I would go to these events. This is about putting faith in action, by the way. Uh-huh. I'd go to these events, and people would say, what do you do? I'd hand out my card and say, I'm a, I'm a consultant. I'm a consultant. That's a good one. And... What happened was when I quit my job at 28, I became a marketing consultant and I had my first clients and that's all like the, the products that I distribute, my beautiful organic products in Malaysia, um, are from my, one of my first marketing clients of when I became a consultant and became self-employed. Wow, good on you. You just took a leap of faith, put it out there. I'm a consultant. I mean, obviously you did have a marketing background. Yeah, so you actually... but I didn't really know what I was doing. Well, I didn't. Well, yeah, my soul obviously I know what, you what mean, I did, but I wasn't yeah. sure what I was doing. It just... I just created it. Yeah. I think I know what you mean because I think for some of us when we have been, you know, career focused or whatever, we just don't think about it and it just happens and you're like well, and then everyone's like, Well, how did you get there? And you're like, Well, it just happened. Yeah. Like obviously you worked hard, but like these things just happen. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. But you need to have faith in yourself. Like I have huge amount of faith yeah. in everything that I do. I believe in myself more than anybody else will believe in me. And so I will take that faith and I will keep acting and acting until I create everything that I want, mm. everything, Belle. <laughs> so you need to have faith in yourself because nobody else will, you know, people will knock you all the time. They'll say things about you, you know, fortunately I don't have like um, employee reviews or anything <laughs> like that. I review myself. Um, but you need to have faith in yourself when you're good at something and you know that's where you're meant to be. You need to keep pushing and pushing and pushing the boundaries. Because you're the only one at the end of that thing a lot of us have learned. You're the only one who really cares about you and your career and of whatever course. you're trying to do. Like Nobody people cares. People will want you to do things <clears throat> for them, but like if you want to do something, no one else really cares. And they might try – I find as well they might try to put things in your way to make it happen, but yeah. then you've just got to be like, well, I'm going to make this happen, so, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you, you, you have to have faith in your abilities. And this is, again, going back, what makes you happy? What do you want? You would be surprised at how many people cannot answer that question. You need to know what you want. And in knowing what you want, you need to keep trying and discovering and creating and being creative to have those ideas and thoughts that actually, hey, maybe I could be this or I could be that or whatever. Mm. Yeah. So from there, you started up your business mm. and then you say at 33 you had this awakening. And yes. then so that changed my life, Belle. It was literally. Uh, and one of my friends who I talk about her, um, she's an amazing Maori healer in in Auckland. And um, she helped me remember 
that I had this ability. And we, this, you know, might go far beyond other people, the top of people's heads, but, you know, I've done this before and lives before and it happened at 33 and I discovered that 33 is my numerology number and it all, there's all these links to that number, that age. And so when, when this awakening and rediscovery of what I, my soul already knew how to do, it just turned into another business because it's literally like I saw two people and then I was, I, it, I'm, you know, like in New Zealand, I'm booked out till I leave till, to LA in November and um, it's just gone crazy. Mm. It's gone really, really crazy. But like I always tell my clients, I'm not sitting there on my high horse like I know everything. I'm just the messenger to remind you and show you what you need to do so that you can be happy. Mm. And you can do the things you're meant to be doing with your life, not just wasting time being miserable and following paths that you're not meant to be following. Mm. And you say that, you know, when you had this awakening, obviously it's brought an amazing, it's it's worked out really, really well. It has. When it happened though, was it, I mean, not all awakenings can be like all lovely and amazing and you're like, I can see the world and there's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. beautiful light now. It's like sparkly and amazing. Was it quite hard for you? It was weird. Like even I still think it's weird. Because I do. I actually think this is so weird. Like, how do I tell people this? Because it's just the most bizarre thing. Like, even I find it unbelievable because I have no control over it. That's how it works for me. I'm just the vessel. I'm just the messenger. So I wouldn't say it was hard. It was an adjustment. It mm. was an adjustment of how um, the boundary thing and what am I meant to be doing. But when it comes to spiritual things like this, sometimes you don't need to ask what and why and how. It just happens. Yeah, it just is. Sort it of just thing, is yeah. what it is. Mm. And when you're meant to be doing that, people find you. Yeah. People find you. Like I don't advertise my business or anything. It's all word of mouth. People find me. And they find me for a reason because they know that I will be able to do for them what they need, not necessarily what they want, mm. what they need. That's always a hard one, isn't it? You know, it's when a you, really hard one. A lot of people go to a, like a healer or someone and they want to hear certain things, but it's not what you need. No. So, I'm, you know, so I always tell my clients, you want to leave here with what you need for today, not what you want. Because sometimes people want to know that they're going to be with their husbands forever <laughs> or whatever. And I know, I know. And But when I say it, I will never give and give them information that they don't already know on a mm. deep level. So. You know, so the fact that they're asking me, am I going to be with my husband forever or whatever, people, all, pe we all know the answers for everything. Yeah. We all know. It's just sometimes you need some help remembering. Or you're like, yeah, totally. Or you're trying to like protect yourself Or you're trying a to protect bit. yourself. Mm. Or you're pretending. Many, many people in denial, Belle, of what is right and what's wrong for them. People pretending to be something that they're not. And I'm just me. I'm the gangster rap listening spiritual <laughs> healer with the business. Thank you so much. You've been amazing. You've given us so much. I feel like we could learn so much more from you, but maybe another time. Yes, Val. Thank Thanks you for so much, me. Guys. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. A special thanks to Nick Baldwin, our audio engineer. Please subscribe for more episodes. We have some super empowering girl bosses coming up. To find out more about the Self Love Club for resources and blog posts, check out my website, bellcrawford.com, and you can follow me at bellcrawford on Instagram and Facebook. Catch you soon, babes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.